your source for all the latest Batman news related to movies, television, merchandise, and video games. Thanks for making the Batman Universe your ultimate source for Batman news. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe podcast, episode number 86. I'm your host, Dustin, and today I have with me... This is Melinda. And I'm Catwoman's secret assistant, John. And we are bringing you the latest movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and general news from the past month, specifically the month of May. And we have some listener Q&As to go over as well. This is probably going to be a fairly short episode due to just the underabundance of news that was released during the month. So let's first start off with movie news. You cost me hours of work last night. Then I'll get right to it. You have to go back into retirement. You're upsetting too many people. Mm-hmm. Why do you always have to be like this? You played right into their hands last time. When the parents' groups and the subcommittees came after us, you're the one they pointed to. You act like a criminal. <laughs> we are criminals, Clark. We always have been. Really, the uh, big news for the month was the release of Lego Batman the movie, DC Superheroes Unite. It released later in the month towards... It actually released on DVD and Blu-ray on May 21st. And on the website, we have a number of different screenshots and clips that were actually from the film, as well as some interviews with Clancy Brown and some of the other voice talent that was linked to the project. But there's not really any news to talk about, so let's actually talk about Lego Batman. What did you guys think of Lego Batman the movie? Not a huge fan. Like, I understand it's it's meant for the younger audience, like the, the games are, but I thought overall fairly well done. Is that? John. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to go on longer. Um, oh no, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Oh, fair enough. Um, I can sum up my opinion of this film in a sound effect, which is essentially. It was really boring, and it wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't particularly interesting, and I was actually really disappointed because I had really high hopes for this film. It just it was nowhere on anywhere near as good as their Star Wars stuff um, that they'd done or, or even their non-Star Wars related stuff which is uh, a lot better this was just really bad in my opinion anyway so I actually watched it with my son and he absolutely loved it he's going to be three years old in August and he, he freaking loved it but Myself, on the other hand, I mean, there were some cool elements. I thought that the fact that they incorporated the specific elements that, well, there was there were specific plot points that dealt with the fact that they were Lego figures in a Lego world, with the whole the device that could destroy the black shiny items, specifically because Batman's vehicles and gadgets and stuff were used or were made of the black shiny bricks so this device that Lex Luthor had that Joker wanted to play with happened to destroy that that was kind of convenient in a way but also made sense because it was it was set in the Lego universe other than that I thought that honestly I really didn't like the voice of Joker in general I didn't really like that 
especially because it was because Clancy Brown did do Lex Luthor, it was kind of disappointing that the performance for the Joker was the way it was because Clancy Brown was Lex Luthor. So we had, you know, the Lex Luthor, Clancy Brown voicing Lex Luthor, and then we have somebody else voicing Joker, and it didn't sound anything alike. I will admit there was a couple of funny scenes here and there, but they were few and far between. And overall, I just thought that I will say it was it was better than I expected because I literally thought it was just going to be the cutscenes from the from the video game, and then they were just going to add it on. Although the downfall is, before I saw it, I found out that they recorded every bit of the voice talent in one night back in February. So that was kind of mind-boggling to me as well, the fact that it all happened in one night. And I don't know, maybe that happens with a lot of different movies, animated movies, where they come in and they work for only a night to do an episode of a TV show or something like that. I don't know exactly how that works, but the fact that I actually had that information beforehand made me to underappreciate Joker voice even more so. The interesting development related to Lego and the Lego Batman the movie is right around the time that they had not, uh, this movie released on DVD and Blu-ray, it was actually announced that Lego and Warner Brothers are going to be releasing a Marvel video game. I think it's coming out this fall. And I found that a little bit interesting for a couple reasons. One, Warner Brothers actually publishes all of the Lego games and the fact that Warner Brothers you know, owns DC and somehow they're able to put out this game that has the Marvel characters from that are owned by Disney is kind of interesting to me. But also, the other thing that was kind of interesting was I'm almost positive they'll probably do the same formula as far as release the game and then within the next year also do another movie for it as well. Well, it's good to know that it's reaching like its target audience that that smaller children and younger children are finding it amusing. That's kind of disappointing that all of this was done in a night. I mean, it certainly explains a lot, but that to me says that they really did not care about the project, that it was, okay, just give us your money. That's what we need right now. Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that it it was done in a night does really say a lot. And obviously, if they did it all the way back in February... I'm wondering how much of the animation they're actually going to have had done because when they do, they probably actually already had a lot of the animation done because if we remember, the movie premiered the end of February, and Steve J. Rogers from the website went and he saw the film completed. So knowing that they put all of the voices together in a night or in a short amount of time in the beginning of February and then they were able to you know pr- you know show this off to the press only a couple weeks later means that there's not that much process that actually goes into after they record their voices the animation I'm sure was already done though because animation in general always takes a while to do I think you're right I, I just I raised the point because the, you know through the whole film it just seemed like they were either phoning it in or really quite wooden in their delivery of it almost as if it was kind of they'd never done it before or they you know uh, they just told them to get it done and then 
that was it. There didn't seem to be any sort of care behind it. All right, so then the other movie news is just a small amount. The trailer for Justice League, the Flashpoint Paradox, has released. It's a very short trailer, but it clearly shows that the Thomas Wayne Batman and the normal Batman will both appear in the the actual film. In addition to that, it appears that they will be sticking strictly to the Flashpoint miniseries and not necessarily touching any of the outside uh, add-in series that were released at the same time. It really just looks like they're sticking with that five-issue series. I actually hadn't had a chance to see the trailer, but based on the fact that you're saying it looks like it's only following five book storyline, I'm still very excited because I really did enjoy that as an event. I enjoyed it as a comic story. Um, and while I may not necessarily be happy with the fallout of it, I'm, I'm cert- that does not detract from my enjoyment of the actual story and the idea that we're going to see both Flash Batman and regular Universe Batman. I'm super excited about that. So I, I cannot wait for this movie to come out. I think, you know, so expect them to sort of cover everything in the Flashpoint universe. I'm guessing was probably always going to be a bit much for them to actually deliver on. You know, I think it ran to something like it pretty much ran across all every single book, um, as far as I remember. So you know, they've got a huge wealth of stuff. But I mean, the fact that they do have the two. Batman's in there suggests that maybe they're going to pick up on key point from the books hopefully and and sort of put them in you know maybe just as even if it's just sort of as a little bit of fan service and it's just a couple of references it would be nice to see it nod to a greater universe really I have to say like I, I said before I'm really looking forward to this film I really enjoyed the Flashpoint miniseries. I enjoyed all of the other add-in series that also were released at the same time. The entire idea of the Flashpoint, it was a really good story, and I think that this is one of the would have wanted to be done in an animated form, so I'm glad they are doing it. I think we also mentioned on the last podcast that because they're not going to be dealing with the add-in series, specifically the Flashpoint Batman miniseries, that they're... Well, I said that it would have been really good if they could have done the Flashpoint Batman as like a, you know, one of the shorts that they do at the, you know, that's as one of the special features, but they stopped doing the shorts. But I still think that I will be obviously thrilled with what they're going to be doing with this movie, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it is supposed to release, I believe, in July. It's going to be coming out rather soon, so it's going to come out and there's still some other movie that they're going to be releasing as well the PR person for DC stated that the Flashpoint film is not the final film that they will release this year even though uh, Superman Unbound and the second part of Dark Knight Returns already released this year they will be releasing another film that just has not been revealed yet in addition to that he also stated that the lineup for 2014 will be announced at San Diego Comic-Con so obviously as we get closer to Comic-Con and the actual week of Comic-Con we'll be bringing you that news on the website and then discussing it on the podcast afterwards but 
I think that we will definitely be seeing a Batman solo film next year, specifically because it's the 75th anniversary of Batman next year. So what would you guys want to see as an animated film done for Batman? That's really tough. As far as good storylines that I would like to see, I would really like to see No Man's Land done. And even if they choose to include Cataclysm or not, whether they open with it being like, you know, hey, we're in No Man's Land, that's fine. I would I would just really like to see that storyline done just because it it was really hugely influential at the time and for the characters that it brought in. Yeah, yeah. I would I'd completely agree with No Man's Land. I think it's... It, I mean, it's that or Nightfall. Because I think if you're doing a 75th anniversary, you know, you want to go big and you want to go something that's really momentous. You know, something that, that pushes Batman to, you know, shows Batman off as as the rounded character that he is and shows all his strengths and weaknesses. And, yeah, I think, I think Nightfall and, and No Man's Land would would do that really really well i mean even if you had to put it into a two-parter which i I wouldn't object to frankly i would not object to either one of those either obviously it's no secret that no man's land was my favorite crossover story arc that's ever happened in the batman books but i think that realistically there's not that many stories that they can do that are very small they've already done year one they've already done dark knight returns the only other one that they could possibly do is The Killing Joke, which has been rumored numerous times, but at this point, I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go just because of everything that's been going on with The Joker. The other aspect is the pro- the only problem with Nightfall and No Man's Land is the fact that DC has basically gotten rid of so many of these characters that appear in both of those, ser- uh, both of those events that... I almost want to say that DC would say, don't use those. We don't want you to use those because we're not re- going to reference these characters at all. And that's a real shame. And I really think it's it's a real, it's it's a bad thing that DC, because they decided to do the New 52 and aren't really focusing on so many characters, you know, that that's a situation like that could happen. But two part of Nightfall or No Man's Land, I'd be all for. I'd be for the killing joke. As far as any other story that I can think of at the top of my head, I really can't think of anything specific. I could see them possibly doing something Scott Snyder because Scott Snyder's real big right now, but the fact that his stories are so large means that they would have to get they would have to get trimmed down. And I and the the problem is that they're not going to do uh, the Black Mirror because they're not going to have Dick Grayson be Batman. And the only other one they really could do is Court of Owls, but the problem is that that is so outside of the box of what we've been, what we've seen with the other Batman films that I don't see them doing that one either. So it's it's hard to say. And Death of the Family I think is too fresh to do as well. But I think that we're going to hear some interesting developments when they actually decide to announce these at Comic Con. Well, I just had a thought. Um, it, depending on when they choose to release it next year, and depending on, of course, the reception, they could honestly choose to do Year Zero. Like, yes, it'll be a brand new storyline at that point, but if you want to have the origin story of Batman in this new universe, that's the story you're going to go with. 
and that's true, and I think that's that that could be a possibility, but it would take some ridiculously perfect planning from Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Animation, DC, Scott Snyder, and uh, Greg Capullo to actually pull something like that off. And I'm not going to say it can't be done because I think it could be done because, you know, as long as they wrote out the scripts way ahead of time and Greg Capullo is really his input would be just his art style. So, I mean, if they were modeling the art off his art style, they could do it. The problem is that it, it comes to be a very specific problem with just timing and DC has not had a very good wrap around the actual timing of things in general. Specifically, speaking of which, DC revealed at the end of May a 75th anniversary logo for Superman, and in the press release and the news article, well, the news article that announced it was on USA Today. It specifically was talking about the logo and how Warner Brothers plans on plastering this logo on everything Superman related over the next year because it's Superman's 75th anniversary, blah, blah, blah. The biggest issue with this, though, is that the Man of Steel toys, which are the only Superman toys we will see in stores anytime in the near future, street dated the beginning of May. And obviously the packaging for those, those products would have had to have been done a long time ago. Yet for some reason, the 75th anniversary logo is coming out the end of May after all of the merchandise is already on sh- store shelves. So really... The only thing that they're going to be able to use the 75th anniversary for is possibly the release, the DVD release of Man of Steel when that comes out, and then the comic books. There's not going to be any other merchandise that's going to come out that's going to have the logo on it. Superman Unbound was the other animated film. That's not going to have the logo on it. Injustice, Gods Among Us, which Superman is in, already came out as well, so that's not going to have the logo on it. There's no other Superman game coming out. They might be able to do with Infinite Crisis, but Infinite Crisis is going to be a computer game, so that's not really going to reach the masses. So it's just bewildering to me that they decided to do this so late in the game, and the problem is that it just it just shows that their planning is really bad. You are the slinking coward who murdered Thomas and Martha Wayne. That was a lifetime ago! Yes, my lifetime took them without mercy or regret and in cold blood, Jill. How do you know this? How could you possibly? I know because I watched it happen. I know because I am the son of the man you murdered. I am Bruce Wayne. Alright, so with that, that is all the movie news we have. As far as TV news goes, we don't really have any more news to report of Beware the Batman. We still are waiting for them to announce when it'll actually premiere. Still expected to premiere this summer, so I'm actually guessing at this point that it's going to premiere in August. And the first episode will probably premiere at Comic Con. That's my guess for as of right now. There are still episodes of Teen Titans Go premiering every single week. And as far as the ratings go, the ratings for this show, unfortunately for us as Batman fans, are extremely high and are reaching a large group of people that you know Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network clearly want to reach but this is not good for us seeing any kind of actual serious mature animation projects anytime in the near future outside of what they already have planned with Beware the Batman. I don't know anyone who is watching this show whereas I did know 
several people who were watching Young Justice. So I hope that whoever's watching it is really enjoying it and getting a lot out of it. I don't know how that is happening. And looking at the ratings and where they're getting their viewership from, it seems to me it's it's not necessarily a really diverse category that they're getting it from. It's males ages 2 to 17. They're getting their number one ratings from, and that's like good for them, great. I really, really, really don't want to see the show on the air anymore. I want to see something more serious, something with better storylines, and something that will stand up when you watch it 10 years from now, because I really don't see Teen Titans Go doing that. I just question the future of humanity when this gets higher ratings than Young Justice. That's all I've got. Yeah, it really just comes down to the fact that this show is designed to be exactly like all of the other popular shows on Cartoon Network, like Adventure Time and regular show and shows like that. And, you know, the funny thing is, because I'm a father and I watch cartoons sometimes with my son, to see some of these shows, and I will say Adventure Time really doesn't feel like it's meant for children in that same age bracket as these ratings are for. And regular show, I honestly don't find to be that bad. But there are some shows out there that are just absolutely ridiculous. Specifically, I'm looking at uh, Incredible Crew, which is a live-action show with kids in their teens, and they do stupid, absolutely ridiculous crap. And I just think to myself, I really don't understand what is what the, what society is actually trying to teach children nowadays, because I'm not getting anything out of this other than just be, you know, you can be stupid and it's okay. You can be stupid and it'll make you famous. Yeah. Bring back Mr. Rogers. They need to unfreeze him from his crypt. Anyway. All right, so that's all we got for TV news. The pain of my parents' deaths, it's still there, but it seems smaller. And there's a new feeling now. Which would be? It's a a lightness, a sense that things will work out for the best. It's called happiness. Whatever it is, I like it. As far as merchandise news goes, there's a couple different things to go over. There are obviously the solicitations for everything that's going to be released in October 2013 has already been announced. You can check that out on the website. But there's some other things that Warner Brothers actually announced. They first announced that they are teaming up with Ugly Doll, which if you are unfamiliar with the Ugly Doll characters, the biggest thing that I could suggest is they're these odd creatures that look like little monsters. Clearly, they their name describes them the best. They're ugly dolls. They're plush animals. But they're going to be doing a line of DC characters later on this year. And the other partnership that was announced was that Warner Brothers is teaming up with Target to have a Justice League merchandise summer collection. And basically, if you go to Target as we speak, there are a number of different end caps at Target as well as a, as a couple of different actual areas of the store that have tons of merchandise based off of characters from the Justice League. And this also falls in line with the Justice League 7-pack that we talked about back at the end of March. All of these, they have an entire line of action figures that are basically the same model set of Batman the Brave and the Bold 
action figures, but they are repainted and they have new packaging specifically stating that it's Justice League. But all of these items, including, I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. The stuff is at stores. The prices range anywhere from a dollar up to, I think, uh, like $120 for some of the comforters and things like that. But they have a wide range of stuff. So if you have been, or if you if you need Justice League stuff, obviously head out to Target. But the other aspect is now's the time where you could, you know, if you're going to be having a child soon or you plan to have a child in the future, now might be the time to go buy a bunch of stuff, pack it in a box, and then break it out after you get married and you tell your wife that your kids can have a Justice League room. And that's that's going to be a good surprise for her. Speaking as someone who will one day be the wife that gets told that, good surprise. Ugly dolls, I have two from from when I was a teenager. They, they're ugly dolls. Look them up. I, I'm curious to see what what the DC iterations of these will be like. Second of all, that Justice League comforter does not come in adult sizes, and they do not look kindly on you when you ask. So just forewarning for you. But the WB partnership with Target is actually really exciting for Canada because Target just moved into Canada within the last month or so. Um, so we actually do have the opportunity to purchase those items here. And having been in the Target recently, I have seen these things. So go out, pick them up, box them up, surprise your wife. Uh, sorry, I'm having to look up ugly dolls because I have no idea what you, they're talking about. Oh, that's going to be... Yeah, looking at those, there's, I think that's going to be interesting. I don't think I'm going to pick them up, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that they'll probably appeal to somebody out there somewhere I'm, I'm sure it appeals mostly to girl teenagers I'm, yeah younger just... younger or, you know not like child girls but I'm sure it's mostly girls oh yes. yeah I, I was gonna say like because I've never seen these in the UK so I'm assuming they're quite a big thing over the other side of the pond yeah I see them all over the place and they don't and 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 they're they're fairly recent. They haven't been around for, like, a ridiculously long time. It's not like something that was here in the 80s and they brought back. It's a fairly new idea that they've they've come up with. And it's one of the few new ideas that that a company has actually come up with. So the fact that they're going to be having characters licensed in the ugly doll form, I guess, will be interesting. Alright, so then the other news we have as far as merchandise goes, on May 10th, DC Collectibles announced that they are going to continue to produce merchandise for the upcoming games based off the DC Universe. In October, which I mentioned the solicitations and for all the items that are actually going to be released in October or releasing, but among them are pieces for the upcoming video games Infinite Crisis and Batman Arkham Origins. So DC is actually getting in place. Now this is DC Collectibles. This isn't DC Comics. So my planning thing still goes in, into play because DC Comics is a, is a completely different behemoth when it comes to planning. But DC Collectibles, on the other hand, seem to actually have gotten right on schedule with the release of specific things. So we, as we know, Infinite Crisis and Batman Arkham Origins are both coming out in October. And the first merchandise from those two games are actually going to be released by DC Collectibles. 
There is going to be a Batman Arkham Origins Batman and a Black Mask action figure. Both of those will be released, as well as an Infinite Crisis Nightmare Batman statue that will also be released. So uh, you can check out the pictures of three items, because there's two different action figures over on the website. But it's nice to see that DC Collectibles is going to be right there releasing stuff the same time as the actual games, because even Mattel unless it's a major movie, isn't necessarily always on par with releasing stuff when the actual stuff is in the stores. And as always, the figures look really great. That Batman from Infinite Crisis, and or the, the Red Rain storyline, that is actually really, really terrifying. Uh, looking at that, I... I'm almost regretful that that's not what Batman started out as because that would strike fear into the heart of anyone, criminal or not. Yeah, I agree. They're, I mean, they look really, really nice. The DC collectible stuff is always really good quality anyway, and they always put a lot of effort into it, and it's clearly gone into these as well. I, I'm I'm excited about the vampire statue. I think that's definitely something that I'm going to have to add to my collection because it's one of my favorite elseworld stories so you know if they they get that just as good then i will definitely pick up at least a couple of these i'm really hoping that they're going to do a batman gotham by gaslight statue because that will be probably the only statue that i would ever actually consider purchasing and i imagine that they will because the gaslight batman is going to have a major role in that video game and i imagine that they will do one but I think, in general, the fact that they, the, the game itself is going to have an entire line of characters from that Gaslight universe is going to be really cool, number one. But I'd love to see some merchandise from that, that those specific characters. Alright, the last bit of merchandise news we have is on May 20th, DC Collectibles announced their Comic-Con International exclusives. There are two exclusives that pertain to the Batman universe, include a Super Best Friends Forever action figure set, which it's hard to say if they're actually action figures because they seem to come on little stands, so I can't I can't tell if they're actually action figures or if they're little statues, but it's Batgirl, Supergirl, and Wonder Girl, and this set will retail for about $49.95. It will only be available at... Comic-Con International, so if you have someone, you know someone who's going, now's the time to start planning so they can pick that up for you. The other item is the Batman Arkham City Hugo Strange action figure that will also release and be priced at $29.95. That will be the only way that you will be able to get those two items as they will not be released at other conventions or online and things like that. So, plan now. Dustin. Now, you remember all the things that I do for the website and everything like that. If you're happening to go to San Diego Comic Con, do you fancy... You know, you, you know that I'm not going. Right? <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I don't care. <laughs> you gotta get, you got to hit up Don or Stella oh. or Josh. Oh, in that case, well, you know, I've always thought Don and Stella are perhaps the best members on the podcast. So if they're, you know, they're going and fancy bringing me back a Hugo Strange character... I, I might stop spreading wedding rumors about them. <laughs> Alright, so that is all the merchandise news. Let's move into video game news. 
I hear Wayne's deal with LexCorp could run into the billions. He's a high roller. I hear he's nothing but Gotham trash. Rich, spoiled, and... Absolutely gorgeous. Only a couple of different things to report for the month of May. The first thing is uh, in regards to Injustice Gods Among Us. There was It was revealed that Batgirl will be a DLC character, and at this point the DLC is actually already released, including Batgirl. Batgirl is in her New 52 suit, but also has a number of other suits. Amongst the DLC pack that included Batgirl also had the Joker in a Killing Joke, I guess, garb as uh, what he wore during the Killing Joke with the Hawaiian shirt and the camera. And there was a video that we have posted on the website that has actually shown off a fight between Batgirl and Joker in his Killing Joke costume. So you can check that out on the website. That DLC pack sounds kind of sick and delightful. That's really great that they chose to to release those two together. I think that was a really smart idea. All right, the next bit of news we have on May 15th, Warner Brothers announced that another game that they produce will have a, will that, that's called Scribble Knots will have a new DC version released in the near future. It will be called Scribble Knots Unmasked, a DC Comics adventure. We have a number of different screenshots of the game on the website showcasing some of the characters from the Batman universe. I am unfamiliar with Scribblenauts. I know that it's a game specifically designed for Nintendo, but uh, this game will be released for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS this fall, so you can check that out. It's amongst the actual maps that will, you will be able to explore by playing this game. Gotham City is included in that as well. And... If you look at the screenshots on the website, there's Bane, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn, Two-Face, Riddler, Joker, Penguin. There's Alfred's even in one of the screenshots, Batman and Robin. So, I mean, like, it clearly, and the Batcave is even represented as well. So, I mean, it's it's clear that they're going, they're, they're taking on the DC Universe in a completely different way. And again, it's nice to see that Warner Brothers is doing their best to really build the DC universe in every way shape and form that they possibly can by cross-branding everything that they they have under their own umbrella this game seems to be aimed at like six to nine year olds which means it will be approximately the speed i can play i'm actually kind of looking forward to this and might purchase it for my little brother's ds and try playing it because I think this is really adorable looking, and I love the idea that the Batcave is a bat laundry room. I must admit, I don't really keep up with stuff on the Nintendo DS, and I don't necessarily think that this will make me buy the game or make me go out and buy a Nintendo DS so that I can have the game. But at the same time, I'm not entirely sure that I'm, once again, the intended target for this so you know if it brings in more young people into the batman universe and and into dc in general then that's not necessarily a bad thing from their point of view at least so the next bit of news it's a very small tidbit but we finally have seen a trailer for young justice legacy the trailer for the video game which is supposed to release later this year has actually made its way online the trailer if you've watched it we have it up on the website it's not very descriptive of exactly what is happening we do know that it takes place between season one and season two of young justice but 
I have to say it looks better than the original screenshots that we saw months ago, but at the same time, the quality of the actual game does not look like it's anywhere near the quality of many more games out there. To me, this it the whole Young Justice thing just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. And yeah, this this trailer did not excite me in the same way that Arkham Origins did or anything like that. Like this, this to me seems almost as as sloppy as the series finale. Yeah, it looks awful. It looks really terrible animation. It looks really terribly juvenile as well and really unwieldy controls. I'm hoping it's not as bad as it looks, but I've got a very sneaky suspicion it will be, and I will avoid it like the plague. Alright, so then the last bit of news pertains to Batman Arkham Origins. A number of different things came out all throughout the month. Uh, It was revealed that a a number of different characters will be included in the game, including Deathstroke and Black Mask will actually be the main villain amongst the game, which we already knew from last month, but... The te- there was a teaser trailer that released on May 16th, which was very short, and basically was a precursor to the actual trailer that released on May 20th. We have the video posted up on the website, so you can check that out. But let's talk about this trailer for a second. So basically, the entire trailer is basically a fight scene between Deathstroke and Batman, and then at- towards the end of the trailer, we have Deadshot take a shot at... Batman while he's fighting Deathstroke and there's an explosion that ends up happening. Batman barely gets away and then Black Mask appears and it appears as if Batman has a bounty on his head and everyone's trying to kill him. That's at least what I got out of it. So what did you guys think of it? I thought this was absolutely phenomenal looking. I didn't necessarily get that there was a bounty on his head. I got the impression that someone had actually just paid all of these assassins in advance and essentially was, I don't care how much money I'm spending, get him dead. But I thought it looked incredible. I'm I'm always blown away by what they can do with animation, because for a good portion of this, I actually forgot it was a video game trailer I was watching and not a movie trailer. And I, I really... I don't know how I feel, whether it's necessarily super positive, but I think it's really interesting the way that they've made Black Mask look as if it's actually a mask and not necessarily just his skull. So I'm I'm very curious about the storyline, about what's actually happening, and this, this has actually whet my appetite for the game. I'm wondering how much is sort of tied into when Black Mask was the main villain in the Batman universe and he was determined to kill Batman. And I wonder if, hopefully, if it's done with the same love and dedication, which it appears to be um, from the trailer, as as Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, then we're going to get, hopefully, some nice nods towards the comics again, um, you know, specifically referencing his his period. As for his look, I wonder whether they might have had to tone it down slightly so that they could get it out probably at the PG-13, 12A range so that they can sort of hit that mass market as as much as, as they want to. I, I mean, I know that didn't stop the, the other two uh, Arkham games being 
you know, 15s and, and for an older audience. But I wonder if they've, they've turned it down slightly to get that bigger appeal. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and what they've done. The interesting thing to me was that it really didn't explain a whole lot about what was actually going to be happening. I mean, a majority of the, the trailer was actually a fight scene with, you know, a small amount of showing that that black mask was around and Deadshot was there. And I think it's cool, and I, I love for them to incorporate as many villains as they possibly can in it, but I, we still don't know a lot about the, the actual story itself. And the problem is that, like, with Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, we knew a lot about it ahead of time. The fact that this is releasing in October, and at this point, the solicitations for comics have already been announced through August, and there's nothing regarding Batman Arkham Origins, but they had a tie-in series for Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. It's interesting to me that they don't have anything, again, planned for this to kind of lead into what's actually happening in Batman Arkham Origins. The other bit of news regarding Batman Arkham Origins was by accident. It turns out Kevin Conroy is not going to be voicing Batman in Batman Arkham Origins, which we kind of already knew in the past, but we it was confirmed that he is not voicing Batman in Arkham Origins. But the more interesting element of this was the fact that Kevin Conroy has recently ad, uh, added himself to the growing list of celebrities on Twitter. And when he was in Dallas for a comic convention, he actually tweeted he actually tweeted that he would be voicing Batman in the upcoming Arkham game. Everybody it kind of sent everybody that runs any sort of website or you know diehard fans who are following all kinds of different stuff up in arms as far as what it, what was he possibly talking about because there was already reports that he wasn't going to be voicing Batman in Arkham Origins and there was a bunch of contradictions that got cleared up by simply him saying that he is not voicing Batman in Arkham Origins he's voicing Batman in the next Arkham game which means they already have another Arkham game which is most likely going to be produced by Rocksteady in the works, and he will be voicing Batman for that game. So that leads me to think, could we see another Batman game as early as next year? I wouldn't be surprised. Truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if they were currently working on two Batman games to have one release every year, because they know this is a market that, to them at least, cannot be oversaturated people will pay for it and they're in a business to make money so if they're smart yes they are planning and they're planning to have these releases you know timed appropriately but to be fairly consistent does slightly worry me however if they are going to do one a year i mean i'm i'm not necessarily too worried about arkham origins because of what i've seen from it but the success for Arkham Asylum and Arkham City didn't just come from comic book fans buying power. It came because these were genuinely really different, innovative games that added something new to to the game genre um, that, that people have started to really try and copy and, and get in on. It was an authentic Batman experience, and my 
worry is that if they just think, oh, it's ba- it sells because it's Batman rather than it sells because it's Batman and it's good gameplay and it's got a good storyline, then we're going to quite quickly see, you know, it just grind to a, a juddering halt and it turn into the Resident Evil games where it's nice to look at, but there's nothing of any kind of substance there at all. And they release it just because it's a Batman game. So, nonetheless, I, I think that it's going to come down to the fact that, you know, if, if this game, Arkham Origins, is actually really successful and then Rock City doesn't do it, and it still follows and it's still the same quality that Rock City has done with the last two games, it's going to open up a possibility for Warner Brothers to be releasing a game, maybe not every year, but probably with two games within a three-year time frame with only one year off, uh, giving each studio about two years to produce another game. And this would be very similar to what we've seen with you know the successful franchises like Call of Duty, where they release literally a new version every, every year, but there's actually two different studios that are working on the actual games. There's one studio that does one specific line of, of ones, and then the other is another one that does a different line. So it's, it could be really interesting to see what they do. And I think as long as it lives up to the same quality that Rocksteady has done, and I think it could because WB Games Montreal, which is developing the game, they are owned by Warner Brothers. Rocksteady is owned by Warner Brothers. So it, you could see some really nice cohesion between the two games because they're both owned by the same company. So they're going to have no problem sharing different elements with each other. So... I think it's going to be good for us fans in general. All right, so that is everything we have for video game news. We actually don't have any general news to report for this month, so let's get straight into our listener Q&As. Boy, did you get a wrong number. Leave your message at the sound of the shriek. No, please, don't! We only have a couple to go over. The first one is from Jason. He says, Great podcast. I enjoy listening to it every month. My question is, if the people making the Batman reboot bring in the Riddler, who would you want to portray him or update him for a new film? And who would you like to play that version of the Riddler? So, I think that there's a couple of different people that could be really good as the Riddler. Two that immediately come to mind is Michael Emerson and Michael C. Hall. I think both of them could do a really good job of playing the Riddler. David Tennant could also play a decent Riddler as well. I would want them to do a completely updated version, sticking with more of the private detective Riddler that we've seen in the last 10 years in the comic books, more so than the previous Riddler of, you know, dressing in spandex like Jim Carrey did and, you know, being obsessed with the riddles. I'm not saying that he can't be obsessed with riddles, but I'd like to see him be portrayed as just a, you know, really hard intellect who in turn wants to, you know, maybe discover who Batman is because he wants to prove that he's smarter than Batman. I definitely agree with the casting choice of David Tennant. I think he would do a really wonderful job. Um, He's got that sort of manic aura about him for when he switches from being just a private detective to I'm going to leave riddles to make you catch me. 
The other person I have in mind, and he's a little bit older, but I would really love to see what Steve Buscemi could do in that in that role because I really, really enjoy him. I really enjoy when he gets to do a little bit more of a serious role. So I would I would love to see how he would do in something like that. Picking up on your David Tennant point, I'd actually quite like to see Matt Smith as the Riddler. He can do as you know, he can do the silly ridiculousness, but he can do the seriousness as well. And I think that is something that you need when you play the Joker. You like Melinda said, you have the trying to push him as, as far as possible and and the serious side and then you have effectively the riddles which with all due respect to the riddler is you know doesn't make him necessarily the most serious of villains so i i think you need the ability to switch which is something that i think matt smith has and you know i think david tenner actually would do quite well as well all right so the next one comes from dougie he says hi everyone another great podcast thanks for reading my comment I agree with Dustin about the Justice League movie and the other films. All the other characters just aren't strong enough to support separate films. How would you do link all the films and what would your Justice League movie be about? Mine would feature Dark Side, I think. And I would just have Batman and Superman as the films and then have the other characters appear as cameos. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't want to sit here and say exactly what my Justice League movie would be about because I really don't have anything specific. I think Darkseid is a little bit too big to have just Batman and Superman being focused on. I think the idea of... I think my, my idea that I kind of am running with is I like the idea of Superman and Batman linking up and uh, them working together before the Justice League is created. And basically, you know, Man of Steel comes out that's fine, and then maybe a reference to Batman in Man of Steel, which actually at this point we already know that there is a reference to at least Bruce Wayne existing within the same universe, because it's already been revealed that one of the satellites that General Zod destroys in Man of Steel is labeled Wayne Enterprises, so he does exist. The other element that uh, I think could work is the fact that, like, you could see a sequel to Man of Steel or the Batman reboot. Either one of them, it doesn't really make a difference within the next couple of years. And then that movie actually, in some way, shape, or form, introduces... It most likely would have to be a Batman reboot. The Batman reboot happens, and then at the end of it, they kind of make a point of... The, you know, the kind of like the thing that Marvel does, where they hint at something to come, but it's Batman you know, trying to seek out Superman in some way, shape, or form because of something that's happening. Le- that leads into the the second Superman movie, which would actually be kind of like a team-up movie between Batman and Superman, and it could actually be the two of them kind of investigating something in some way, shape, or form, leading them to also seek out other characters, which then leads to the next movie, which would be the Justice League movie, which has the combination of all these characters, go against this giant thing that was, you know, leading up to, for the last two movies, you know, the reason why Batman, you know, sought out Superman, and the reason why Batman and Superman went and recruited all of these other heroes. That's one way they could do it. And it seems, like the way I'm saying it, it seems as if it would be similar to the, the model that the Avengers did, 
but I think the difference would be that it's heroes seeking out heroes instead of, you know, one person from the government seeking out people that, you know, are not going to work together as we saw in the beginning, the first half of the Avengers. And I think that could work out well because then, at that point, you've cemented Batman and Superman for at least a movie apiece, and then you have... You know the, the the fan following for those two characters is big enough to carry the Justice League film, but then you can introduce all of these other characters in the film, and then in turn, uh, you know, if there's breakout characters like, for example, how the Avengers was really great for the Hulk, but the previous Hulk movies weren't so great for the Hulk. You know, you you can figure out who the breakout stars are from Justice League, and then go from there as far as deciding who's going to get their own single films. Just kind of touching on Dustin's point of there being Wayne Enterprise's satellite, it, it's really, really simple and and very easy to introduce the idea of other characters and the idea of the greater DC universe. You know, maybe someone offhandedly mentions they're uh, using Ferris Air as a military defense contractor. Someone, you know, Batman is going to a crime scene in another city because he's following a particular criminal. And maybe they say, oh, this is, you know, Detective Barry Allen. He's working this case. It's, these, these characters do exist in a cohesive universe in the comics. And there's, there's not necessarily a reason that it can't translate into the movies. But I, I think Dustin's absolutely correct in saying that the first two, potentially three movies are Batman and Superman because those two have proven to have the marketability and, you know, the audience behind them. So regardless of what story they're doing, whether they're going to do something, I mean, it would have to be a really big bad because otherwise there's not really a reason that one single hero wouldn't be able to handle it. And that's, that's one of the things that is difficult in the DCU because with the big bads, oftentimes Batman is not, he will go up against them, but he is not necessarily equipped to handle them. Like you said, with dark side, that would be great. But if it were just Batman and Superman going up against him, they would both get killed. Like that would how that would be how the movie would end. And we would get no justice league too. I think if it was me, I would have Superman, Batman and wonder woman as their own, separate films but what i would i would do is i would actually have them doing separate storylines but with in all interweaving over each other so that it basically you get links from each film that then build up into the main film so whereas marvel keep their films separate and then at the end they do the cameo these would be separate films but there would be bits where superman would reference batman and batman could reference the others and wonder woman would work and then the other superheroes would probably turn up at the end so for superman i'd have him find as dustin said i'd have him find the martian manhunter i'd have batman probably go after and recruit the flash and i'd have wonder woman grab green lantern and then have them all join up and have a film at the end with probably i'd do it with dark side as well actually because i think he is the big bad and it essentially ties up all of the 
plot threads that have been running through these these three films ties them up together and produces a nice movie at the end of it so that you've got your introductions all done and out of the way and you don't need to do it in the first into the into the big justice league film which i think would get quite boggy quite quickly but you're still not wasting time on on characters who might not necessarily support their own film the the one thing that i want to say before we move on to the next one is that i don't actually think that dark side should be the person that they go against and the reason why i say that is because realistic like if you if you read just league the comics dark side is the bad for the justice league the problem is that how do you do a sequel to a justice league film if you use dark side right out right out the gate because there's yes the justice league has other villains you know they could have you know, essentially uh, updated version of, like, the Legion of Doom or the Secret Society of Villains. There's a number of different things that they could do or they could even, you know, go really outside the box and do the separate worlds where they have, like, mirror versions of themselves on a different world. But that would be really outside the box and they've really kind of already done that with Crisis of Two Earths with uh, the Justice League animated film a couple years back. I would actually like to see them do something where it was basically just like a combination of like a lot of the major villains and that could be really interesting and then lead into a dark side movie for the second one instead of the other way around specifically because I don't know that I think dark side is too big of a villain to do right out the gate. I'd like to maybe see them do like a combination of the villains that we've already seen in some of the other films and they decide to team up to take down the superheroes like we've seen it countless times in every incarnation, and I think that could be really interesting, and, and then Darkseid could be this the one for the sequel. Because, I mean, when we talk about these movies, Man of Steel comes out now, There's they're, they're claiming that Justice League will come out in 2015, uh, Justice League 2, if it happens, isn't going to happen for at least two to three years after that, so that's 2017, 2015, and like, at that point... You know, do you try to fit in some other movies in between there? Do you release another Man of Steel or a Superman movie? Do you, how many Batman movies do you release? You get into like this time frame of, oh crap, we've been doing the same, we've been using the same actors for ten years, and now all of a sudden it's not as believable unless you start aging these characters in the film. And the thing is with that, that I don't think that honestly, this is just me. I don't really see them doing a Justice League three. It just doesn't seem feasible. They could reboot everything and start over from scratch, which is what we've seen with other other elements outside of the DC Universe with some of the Marvel characters, but I don't see them doing Just League 3 you know, as a trilogy as much as everybody loves trilogies nowadays, which, in my opinion, I think trilogies in general are just going down the drain after the last couple of years. Actually, now that you've said that, I have had a thought. What? If if they did the intertwining one, what they could do is, oh, the OMAX. I'd, is it the OMAX? The what's the all the the eye? The Batman yeah, says yeah for Infinite Brother Crisis. Eye. Yeah, I, I actually you know I'd quite I think if they you know as you were saying if you wanted to do Dark Side as a second villain villain actually I'd do maybe Brother Eye as the first one because then you could have all the movies interlink because you could have Superman, Batman, 
Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, whoever you want the other films to be, taking down individual sections of Brother Eyes Corporation, and then the big movie is them actually going after Brother Eye, and you get the you know the spectacular battles that that we you you're going to expect in in a Justice League movie. Yeah, it's slightly similar to what they did with the Avengers, but you know, hey, if it works. Alright, so then the last listener Q&A we have comes from Alex. He says, Great episode, guys. It's unfortunate about the Teen Titans show. I tried watching the first episode, but wasn't enjoying it, so I stopped. I decided to try again and finish the episodes, but I just decided the show wasn't for me. It doesn't bug me that the show shows on, though. If it makes little kids happy and teaches them some good morals, while being a gateway to the DC Universe, it makes me happy. I tried multiple times to get through episodes of Family Guy and couldn't get halfway through them because I thought they were awful. I never saw any redeeming qualities. Heck, I thought the Teen Titans episode was far better than the DC Robot Chicken special, which I don't know what audience that show aims for. It's too inappropriate for kids and too immature for teens or adults in my opinion. It's unfortunate that Cartoon Network couldn't afford continuing Young Justice and Green Lantern for us who like more depth and mature themes in our shows but how many of us were buying the merchandise to help? Anyways, my question is for you guys. What are your top five DC heroes and villains? I'm curious just to see how many spots get taken up by characters from the Batman universe. Thanks a lot. We're going to kind of break that down, Alex, and do top three just because we don't want to be spending a half hour discussing this. But I'll go first. As far as my five top top five DC heroes... I would put Batman number one, Green Arrow number two, and Superman number three. Villains, I would say, would be uh, Riddler number one, Joker number two, and Ra's al Ghul number three. But those are mine. As far as heroes, I would go Batman number one, Flash number two, Green Arrow number three. Ooh. No, Red Arrow number three. And as far as villains go, I... Uh, Lex Luthor number one, and I would probably say Prometheus number two, and I think Joker number three. Just because all of those villains do tend to like to hit their respective heroes where it really hurts. I would do number three, probably Martian Manhunter. Number two, Green Arrow, and number one, obviously, Batman. For the villains, I would say number three is probably Darkseid. Number two, I would have to say the Injustice League. And number one, I would say, is the Joker. All right, so there you have it. So if you have questions that you would like us to answer on the next episode be sure to leave your comments in the podcast post on the website as well as email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net with any questions comments or concerns related to really anything within the batman universe or in some cases the dc universe as we've been talking a lot more about the dc universe lately and we'll probably even talk a little bit about man of steel in the next episode just referencing some of the Easter eggs that popped up. As we know, the Wayne Enterprises one's going to pop up, but uh, we, we know that there's going to be a number of Easter eggs that are going to appear in the film, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. 
So with that, mind everybody to head over to the website for all the latest news related to everything we discussed here, including movie, merchandise, TV, and the video games, as well as everything related to the comic books. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as join our Facebook group to discuss all kinds of things related to the Batman universe with other Bat fans. You can leave us reviews on iTunes. Those are always greatly appreciated. You can also check out all of the other podcasts that we have to offer, including a new episode of the Batman Universe Villain Wall, which we relaunched the Villain Wall, or rebooted in some way, shape, or form, since it's been just under a year and a half since we released a new episode. So there's a new episode, as you are listening to this, there's a new episode of that podcast available for you to listen to as we speak. Also, in the month of June, we will be releasing commentary for the Lego Batman movie that just released as well, as well as continuing a every other week releasing a new commentary for some episode of something related to the Batman universe. One of those weeks will actually be Lego Batman the movie though, so be looking for all of those. There's new episodes of the Bat fans, Taking Flight, Back of the Oracle, as well as the comic cast as well. So be sure to check out everything we have to offer over at thebatmanuniverse.net. That is everything for this episode. This is Dustin. This is Melinda. And this is John. You've been listening to the Batman Universe podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great summer. I'm wearing your granddad's coat that I bought from that thrift shop. You look incredible, John. I do. I always look incredible, though. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs>